this is all about using MS Word to write your thesis. Uh, so I guess a lot of you probably have experienced this in your time using Microsoft Word that you put a picture in and it kind of stuffs up how you want everything to organize. So hopefully we can cover off a few things like that. Um, there'll be opportunities to ask questions and interact as we go, so don't stress. If you're not already connected with me on LinkedIn, uh, please do so. If you're connected on LinkedIn, feel free to go onto another channel that you're already on or interested in and connect with me there. The content is different at different channels. So um, I encourage you to connect with me in lots of different ways and places. We are recording today. The recording will end up on YouTube. The audio will also end up on um, my podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube or on my podcast, please share and like, it helps other people find it. Uh, participation is key, but don't be rude to other people. Uh, like I said, it's recording. If you are going to talk, I'd really prefer that you open up your mic and ideally your webcam and ask a question. You can post stuff into the chat if you'd like. It may get missed, whereas if you open your mic chat, it definitely won't get missed. And I'm more than happy for people to interrupt as I go. Hi, sorry, can I just will ask? Will you receive the slides? Yeah. Uh, you won't get the slides per se, but you will get the video recording of all of this. So like I said, that'll be on YouTube. Uh, we've only got 45 minutes, so it'll be quite quick. I talk quickly as well. So if you feel like I'm talking too fast for you to understand, let me know and I'll slow down. Uh, if I mumble, let me know and I will try to enunciate. Uh, yeah. If you want to take any photos or videos, feel free to do so. If you're going to share those on social media, feel free to do so as well. I just want you to tag me and let me know, you know, let the people that you're sharing this stuff with know that I was the person that um, made this aware to you. I've done a PhD. I did a PhD at Monash University. Then I exchanged my lab coat for a suit coat. And now I help researchers answer the question, what next? So I'm keen to know a little bit about you. I'd love to know where you are in your PhD journey. I've got a poll up there. If you could just uh, fill that in, that would be great. Cool. Couple of people saying don't ask. Some yet to start. No one's yet to finish. No one's a fully functional academic. A few others. Great. Thanks for that. Uh, and you should be able to see the results of that now. So this is the people that are on the call today. So I guess there's some fundamental things to start with. So first of all, make sure everything that you're using is up to date. So what I'm gonna show you today is based on my system, which is a Windows 10 system using the most recent version of Microsoft Word. I use Office 365 as that's how I get it. It's a personal license, not a business or university license. It shouldn't change the functionality, but other than to know everything is up to date. Uh, the next thing is, uh, I always operate with auto save on. I don't know if that's what you do, but I think that's entirely what you should do. Microsoft Word, even if you do save something and want to go back, has relatively good versioning control. So you can go back to a version that auto saved a few minutes ago, a few days ago, a few weeks ago. Those are all possibilities. So 
you know, there's no reason not to operate with auto save on. Um, for most of you, you should have some kind of cloud instance that you can synchronize to or share or copy to or always have it um, uploaded to. And I would basically say don't operate without that going. Um, that's the only backup. I use two backups. So the first backup is this idea of sharing in the cloud. So there's a copy on my computer that gets synchronized to my cloud. I use OneDrive as my cloud storage, but previously I've used MS Word and used Google Drive as my cloud storage. That works really well. It just synchronizes all the time up and down. And I've got a separate hard disk drive that everything is imaged to as well. So you don't need to do crazy things like email yourself your thesis once a week or once a day. That's a massive waste of time. All of your backup should happen automatically. Spend the time to set it up so it works. And then once a month, just check what your backups look like. If they don't look like what you think, then check that your backups are working. So one, make sure you're setting up backups and syncing. Two, check that they're working. One of the worst things is to forget to check. And then you find out that your backups of your thesis didn't work. And there's nothing worse than getting to the end of everything and realizing that where you started is not what you thought you've got. Uh, finally, I'm not going to talk about citations and citation managers today, but I would say that whatever citation manager you choose, implement it from the start, or if you have already started and you haven't implemented, put it in now. Uh, I, when I do use citation managers, I tend to use, um, now I've forgotten the name of it, uh, EndNote. It just is convenient to me. That's what I grew up on, so I like it. I know that there's lots of other options out there, but whatever you use, make sure it integrates with Microsoft Word so you can do things like use quick keys to put stuff into your um, presentation. Are there any questions there? If you're all good, give me a thumbs up to camera or the thumbs up icon. Sweet. Awesome. So let's. So the first thing that I like to do in Microsoft Word is make sure that all the formatting marks are on. So that's that little doodadery there. You can see I've circled it in red. Hopefully you can see that on your screen. Um, if you can't, you can just let me know and I can open up Microsoft Word and show this in Microsoft Word rather than a series of PowerPoint slides. Um, and then that by turning that on, you get to see the kinds of marks that, that I've pointed out there with the arrow. Um, you can see the space indications there. So if you've got an extra spaces between words, um, you can see other things as well. So you can see that black dot next to the text that indicates that there's a paragraph formatting for that particular paragraph. And you can see there, all of those paragraphs have a particular kind of formatting and I'll go through what those are later on as well. So definitely turn those kinds of things on. Uh, you can also see things like page breaks and column breaks. Uh, which are really important and i'll get into some of those things later on particularly when you're sharing your document with other people and you want it to look and feel a certain way using page breaks and column breaks is a really important part of those um, of getting it to look and feel right for other viewers <clears throat> um, and that third arrow that just appeared shows you know the formatting within a table as well so that's what that little thing will do if you turn that on and off so you don't have to operate with it on all the time i know some people find those really distracting but if um, you are interested, but if you want to um, have the best formatted PhD, um, then I think in Microsoft Word, then you have to turn these things on to check your formatting. Okay, um, using styles. So just a quick thumbs up, who knows what styles are? Yep, some do, some don't. All right, so styles, 
displayed in kind of two locations. The first is where you've got your um, text for, um, the, sorry, the text that describes what typography you're using. And then there's a special styles area and both of those are circled in red there. Um, and then I've just zoomed in a bit closer to show what they're like. Um, you can edit the styles by on that styles bit, clicking that little square with an arrow. Uh, that will help you get uh, to that page. And you can see if for the document that I'm displaying on the right-hand side, you can see all the different styles that are in my current document. And you can also see what style might be in use or the body text or heading text you can see there um, in that little tab when you hit the drop down. So you can have a look at some of um, the fonts that are used and what um, style they might apply to. Sorry, can I just interrupt so, Richard? I presume no one, if you, does anyone need help with that? Can I ask a question? If you've got any questions, don't forget to ask. Yeah, can uh, you hear me? Um, so styles are basically fundamental to everything that we're going to do from now on. So if you're not familiar with styles and you can't use them, then all of this stuff won't work. So you need to get familiar with that kind of stuff. So we're talking about changing views and layouts now. Uh, one of the things that people complain about a lot in Microsoft Word is not being able to see like an overview of your whole document. So the easiest way to do that is to go to the view tab. Okay, someone's trying to ask a question, but I can't hear them. Hold on a second. Cool. That was my bad. My hey, yeah, that was me. Can you hear me now? Let me just fix something up here. There we go. Cool. Yeah, sorry, Richard, can you hear me? It's Marcy Pinsky. Yeah, I can now, yeah, thanks. Great. Thanks thank for you. letting I was me just, know. Right. When you, thank you. Um, I was just going to ask when you were on stars. So I'm familiar with stars, but... When I open a new, and I've set up a style on my thesis that I like, sometimes when I set up a new document, I have to redo my style. So is there a yeah. way I can, like, hold my, I don't know, make a style template, I suppose, is the question I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, you can save it to the default slide. And then if you, so you can you can save this as the default um, style setting. So when you go to um, styles, I'll just do a new share. So if you hopefully you can see my Microsoft Word document now. And then you can click on the style. Let's go to heading one and modify. And then here, so you can automatically update the style and new documents based on this template will get this new style. So you can check that box. Uh, and and will that just do heading one, or would that do all the styles on that page? Whatever, just that'll do just heading one in this instance. You'll need to go through each of them, and if so, let's say you've got your document, like your Word document with content in it that has all the styles that as you like them. If you save that as a template, then those styles will populate into the template, and then all new documents based okay. on that template will have those styles. Great, thank you. Yeah. Cool. So view, and then you'll get this um, this ribbon pop up, the top part of that little figure, and then you click 
check the navigation pane. And then if you have all the styles selected or all your headings in different styles, you'll get this heading list that you can see there on the left-hand side. And I've just zoomed in a bit closer to all of those things now. So then that means you can see what headings are in your document. So for the document that I'm using, there are no subheadings. That's why they're all at the one level. But if there were subheadings, so you can see career coaching, if career building and allied health was a subheading, then that would be tabbed in uh, under career coaching. If you click on pages, then you can get see a page layout view of your entire document as well. And I think that's really useful to getting an overview of how your thesis is all laid out as well. Um, now, one of the other things that people often, again, bag out Microsoft Word for not being able to do is remove sections. So your thesis advisor or someone reading your thesis says to you, oh, uh, hey, Richard, oh, can you, you know, move half of chapter one into chapter two and that becomes a pain in the ass you end up doing copy and paste and all the formatting goes the easy way to do that is to again be in view mode and click on outline view and then it will give you something that looks like this and so you can see this is every this is everything that you can see in my um, document and you can see in pink are the headings then it isn't dot pointed in the document itself, but each paragraph is a different dot point in this view. And you can see there's a plus next to each of the headings. And so then you can change all the different layouts and levels of all of those headings in this view. So career coaching is um, heading level one, and you can use the arrows to move it up and down levels, up or down two levels, all the way to the top, all the way to the bottom. You can set that as a level two, level three, whatever you wanna do. And so that's the green arrows. Then the blue arrows there, they allow you to shift the location of that section further in the document, as well as expanding or contracting the section so you see less of it. So that's that, that plus there expands the section. And then the blue arrows, so the blue up arrow will move this whole section that's highlighted up above career coaching. The blue, uh, the green will indent it right and make it a subsection of the career coaching section. And this blue down arrow will make the whole thing move down after resume writing. Does anyone need help with that? Right, we're all good, cool. Um, the other thing that I like in terms of reviewing, but not necessarily for the final version, final version of personal preference is to use numbered outline headings. And that really obviates the need to have massively different heading styles in your document because the numbered outline is what tells you where everything is. So you can modify your heading style like I showed you before. Um, and then this heading modification tab will open, click on the format, you'll get to see then numbering and then make it outline numbered from that list. Or you can go from the normal numbering list and you can choose outline numbered. And then you can see in this, um, in just here, you can do outline numbered based on heading style. And so that doesn't matter what the headings um, look like. It'll automatically put one, 1 1.1, 1.1.1, et cetera, in front of each heading. And so that'll really give you a quick, when you're in your thesis editing it, um, or typing it in, you'll know, you know how deep you are down into sections and subsections, which can make things much easier to, uh, to know how things are working for you and what your supervisor might be after. Uh, has anyone got any questions about that?
No. Uh, the next thing that I think is really important is labeling figures, tables, equations, and graphs. And I see a lot of people doing this manually. So if we've got our table, so this is a data table, you can highlight the tables um, and then right click that little square, right click this little square. And you will then get this pop up. And then you can just go to uh, insert caption. And then, or you can go click on the table, or click your table, and you'll get an insert caption ribbon appear in the references part of the ribbon. And then this dialog box will open up either way, depending how you go. And then you can put in your label. So in this case, we'll call it a table and we'll type in the caption. You can choose where you want it to be above or below. So depending on what your style you want to have. Unfortunately, I haven't seen being able to do a global change to this. So let's say your supervisor says, put everything above and then changes their mind and says everything should be below. I haven't seen an ability to do a global change for that. If someone has happy for them to pipe up now and let everyone else know how to do that globally. Um, you can also create new labels. So you're not, have, you're not limited to what Microsoft Word um, has in there by default. So I've written reports that have recommendations. I've, you, I label every single recommendation and I can call them recommendation one, two, three. Uh, and so that's what I've done. But in this case, I just called it new label and where it appears. You can choose how you want to number the caption. So you like this idea of outline numbering, if you can make the figure 1.1 for chapter one, figure one, or 2.1 for chapter two, figure two, et cetera. So that's a really good way of outline numbering your figures, et cetera. Uh, and then you can see now down the bottom there, the, um, the new label is in there underneath the table. Um, and you can see as well with the style sheet, you can see that that has its own style label as well called caption. And so if your supervisor changes how they like your captions to be um, written, other than the location, you can change the typography there, size, color, etc. So now, so the reason why captions is important because then you can do cross references to them. Yes. So this is the whole idea. Yes, you can format tables according to APA as well. So you can do all of those things by setting that, all of that up. So I'm gonna to get to the moving the table and the table number ordering, order updating in a second. So, um, but, it, but no matter where you move it, it all will move together and order update. You just need to click up, right click and then update fields and away you go. Um, so references, <clears throat> so if you're gonna, cross-reference to this table now. You'll um, choose what you want to cross-reference to. So you can see there's a long list of items that you can choose from, and this isn't even the full list. And obviously if you add a new item like I did, then um, you'll get that new item in there as well. And then you get to choose uh, how you want to reference it to it in your text. And you do these one at a time. So if you want page number, 
and paragraph number or page number and um, above and below, then you've got to go through this process those number of times to get those things to appear. But once you've done it once, it'll always be accurate. So if you move the figure around, if you move it to a whole new section, if you move this bit of text to a whole new section, it'll re-update all of these above, belows, uh, etc. So you can see here, of um, put in the reference. So this is a cross-reference to, um, let's go back, sorry, cross-reference to career building and allied health. So um, that's the heading. Just this bit is the page number. I typed in page. Just this bit is the heading number. I typed in heading and the system gave above. So I had to do one, two, three, four inserts of this cross-referencing to get this full string and then type in those words that needed to make it make sense. And then if you right click on heading zero now, and this is the goes to the answer of the question, will it update the number? The same process for the table number, if it hasn't updated, right click, you'll get this appear update field and now you can see that we've got this is heading two section that we're in <clears throat> and it's what well, that bit didn't sorry you can see that this didn't fix because we didn't update that section it was just this bit that fixed but you can update your whole document in one go as well. So that's okay. And when you close it and reopen it, all these cross references getting get updated. Um, and Microsoft gives a an error message in these references and the error message is consistent every single time. So you can do a find of for all your error messages if there is an error message that you're getting for one of your um, cross references. Um, and so this is me just you now using the cross-reference to the new label, et cetera. You can put all that stuff in and away we go. Does anyone need any help on that cross-referencing? So that works for tables, equations, anything that you add in as a labeled item in your thesis. So at heading numbers, numbered lists, uh, I don't think it works that well for bulleted lists. Um, yeah. Cool. And then this side, this leads on to then doing tables of content. So once you've got all of your headings in, then it's really easy to build an automatic and have a table of contacts tends to automatically update. So um, again, on the references ribbon, table of contents, you'll get that drop down list and you can, you know, use any one of the custom built settings or you can build your own. Um, so the custom there. Um, and then if you've already got the table in, then you click update table and away you go. It'll update if you've changed the heading number, if you've moved sections, if the page pagination has changed, if you've relabeled the heading and you know, you've deleted the heading entirely, it'll disappear from the table of contents. And then in the document itself, all of these cross-references work like hyperlinks. So you can click them and jump to that particular section in the document as well.
here's some of the referencing stuff. Someone's asking about APA style for citations. Um, you can set up your referencing on your tables to get it to be APA style if that's what you want. If you're going to use Citation Manager here, this is building its own database for your citations. I don't recommend using the Microsoft Word one. It doesn't integrate really well with much that's out there in terms of like PubMed or other search engines. But if you're using nothing at all, then using them, if you've got nothing at all, then the Microsoft Word one is better than nothing. In terms of a table of figures, so again, references ribbon, table of figures. And you'll get this dialog box pop up and you get to choose how it um, lays it out. Um, again, you can change the format of the table of figures to how you want. And you can make this a table of all sorts of different things that you might want to put in there, not just figures. You can see <clears throat> a few of the other options because I don't have these in my document. They're grayed out, but you could see those as well. So you can, you, in that uh, references ribbon, you can index words <clears throat> as well. So if you want to have an index at the back of your thesis or document, you can do that. Does anyone have any questions about that one? Any ideas for, of the best TSC template for a thesis? <laughs> it's the one you want. It's the one you want. My, I was looking at my thesis the other day and I hate the way I've laid everything out. There's so many different type of typefaces, um, et cetera. I, I know I loved it at the time, but I really hate it now. So it's a personal preference. Maybe your supervisor will hate certain things. Um, I guess for me, yeah, yeah, all these tabs should work, work for Mac as well. Um, so I used to use Mac before I used this PC that I'm on and all this stuff worked for me. Um, cool. Will the recording be made available? Yes, it will. Um, no problem. Okay. So the next thing that I, um, want to look at is keeping stuff together or apart. So this is often known as orphans and widows, and there's an actual checkbox within Word for that. So you can see here labeled orphans and widows. Uh, this is just about readability and, and, and um, not having it look nice rather than necessarily perform well. So I told you before about those formatting marks, and you can see it pointed out one there in pink, which indicates that that paragraph has some formatting settings on it. And so in order to do some of this stuff, we right click on the paragraph or we go to the paragraph, um, like have our cursor and go to the paragraph tab there. And then we get this dialog pop up um, and you can set all the different spacing. So how much space you want say before a paragraph. Um, and you know, so this means that rather than having to hit return twice, for example, you might just hit return once and have a full line of space appear um, after, before your next paragraph, therefore, you know, between two paragraphs. Um, and that also spaces things nicely out between headings if you put it before, um, and it doesn't have a massive gap at the bottom of the page compared to if you use after, which might um, do that. And you can put line spacing at whatever spacing you want. For this document, I it was varied. Um, in this particular section, it was a bit bigger than one. Um, larger spacings uh, end up being just a bit easier to read but obviously more wasteful with paper if that's what you're if you're printing these things out 
Then on the same dialogue, if you click on line and page breaks, this is where we can get that direct link to orphan and widow control. So you can see that at the top, I would highly encourage you to check that on. It just makes things look nicer. And then the, that little black square that I showed earlier, this is what I've ticked on for this particular document, which is keep with next. Um, and so what that means, so I've turned it off here. So grant writing, it's got other formatting, paragraph formatting there. So it's like that, but you can see grant writing then is split by the page and it goes onto the next page. So if we put keep with next on, it avoids that grant writing pops down and appears above the researchers and there's no um, uh, solo or widow there. Um, and you can see if we do the same thing here, so we've got a section um, and there's one line of copy that ends up over the page. So again, if I turn on keep with next for this paragraph here, we then get uh, this happen. So you can see that then now some of the lines drop down to so make a few more lines at the, at the top of the next page and a few less lines at the bottom of the previous page. But if you still don't like that, and I personally don't like that given how little is on this page. So then what a lot of people do is then go in and bung a whole bunch of enters into into the previous page to drop that down. And that gives me the shits because, well, when you go and um, review this on a different computer, it might put the page break differently. The page sizes might be different. So instead of all of those enters, I'd encourage you to use a page break. So quick key for page break is just control enter and that'll insert a page break, but you can right click, insert break, select page break. And that's a much better way of getting a page break than you know using enter and all of these things of using it keep with next etc it just means that when someone else opens it up the formatting won't all stuff up on you the other thing that i liked to do for theses is we know that chapter headings are going to be call them chapter heading we're going to be heading one so you imagine most of your chapters are going to start on a brand new page so then you'd go so you'd put you know choose your heading open the styles dialog, choose heading one, um, and then click modify, and then go to format paragraph, line and page breaks, and then use this, put the page break before in. So then always your new chapter starts on a new page. And I think that makes things really easy. It stops you having to hit enter a hundred times. It stops you having to put in page breaks that then you get annoyed with later. Does anyone need any help with any of that? Cool, so that's all I wanted to cover today. Um, but if you've got a specific question, if you're struggling through with your thesis and you've got a question that you wanna ask, um, feel free to open up your mic and ask. Um, I have a quick comment. Yeah, go for it. Um, thank you for, for all that. That's so helpful. Um, I loved that heading thing where you can add um, a page break beforehand. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Um, but there's one thing about table of contents that I was shown once, which might be helpful. Um, <laughs> and I know you had to do a very quick overview. Yeah. But the it, within the table of contents editing window, you can also have options and modify tabs that you open up. 
Um, and the options yep. allows you to tell you, tell the system which headings you want to be in which location within your table of contents. So yes. whether you want heading one, heading two, heading three, and something one person told me once that say you might not want an abstract within your table of contents, you can make a duplicate of your heading one, have it look exactly the same as your heading one, but not put it within this options of table of contents. So it doesn't appear in your table of contents. And I thought that might be. Yes, so you can do that. Um, you have a look in. Um, so custom, hopefully you can see this. So you can remove, reduce the number of levels so we, or increase them. So you can see that's, you know, all the way out to five levels. Um, you can change the leader. Yeah, so all that stuff that you mentioned, Victoria is really good. Um, and then modify. So <clears throat> you can modify how the table of contents appears as well. So at this point, all of the heading styles match the body style with a bit of additional formatting indented essentially. And like you said, you can choose what appears and what doesn't appear as well. Um, so some questions. So one, a couple of things. I don't know why the audience was capped at 100, but shouldn't have been. Um, so I'm going to get onto Zoom about that. Um, what else is there? Where can we find this recording? It'll be on YouTube in a week or two. Can you get a PDF into a Word document easily? Um, depends on the PDF and depends on how you want to do it. Simon, are you? can you open up your mic and talk a bit about it? Yeah, thanks, um, Richard, for all of that. That was fantastic. I've just, uh, for our thesis, we're meant to uh, use the PDFs that are the, from our published works and somehow insert them into a Word document. Um, and right. I found it quite tricky to do. Mm. Yeah, I've, um, okay. So then that, and ultimately, that's so that you can have one document that's your entire thesis. Yeah, correct. I prefer it as a single, single large document. Yeah. Um, and you wouldn't want to use the manuscript that led to the published document. You want it to look like the PDF published version. That's correct. I'd prefer it to be the actual um, published version. And I know, um, it, uh, I think one suggestion was to just to, to take a screenshot of each page of the PDF and, and stick it in, but that seemed um, slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's see if we can do... Uh, something insert file no um yeah I'll, I'll get back to you on that i'll have a look and see I, I would have suggested some kind of screenshot it would have been or you can probably export your pdf to images potentially and then include images but they essentially that's a screenshot yeah, I've, been interrupt here. I've actually been told how to do this by somebody. I had this exactly the same question because I have the same problem. Okay, go for um, it. So if you go into the insert tab mm -hmm. then you go to the text to the, to the right, then you click a little icon in within the text thing, the bottom right icon, which is um, the, that, that one, I think object and you click object and then you can um, choose PDF. And then, but what you want to do there as well is you also want to add section breaks so that your numbering doesn't get all messed up. Um, 
because with section breaks you can do different numbering and I haven't quite gotten to that point. But yes, I've, 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 tried, I've attempted that on, on the PC and it hasn't worked. Um, but my friend did it on a Mac and said it worked just fine. There could be version difficulties or something, but it lost all the formatting of the PDF when I tried to, to do that. Okay. Cool. Um, I'm not clear with the page break. So that's just control enter wherever you want a page break. So I'm put a line break, control enter, boom, page break gets inserted and away you go. Um, word count gets big far, fast if you have separate documents. How can you merge these documents later? So essentially the same way that we just talked about there, inserting documents together. Yeah, someone right. you can insert PDFs as a, um, yeah document um yeah you can have oh, i don't mind i wrote my thesis an entire document and that worked fine for me but everyone's different everyone finds things differently so i in my thesis i didn't have any images um and i didn't have um any tables not because I didn't have images or tables in my thesis, but I didn't have it in my Word document. And so I set up a bunch of things that allowed me to do cross-referencing, allowed me to set up page breaks, et cetera. I had um, my, uh, my thesis. I'll get it. So this is my thesis, big fat thesis. Um, let me stop sharing here. Um, and so that's what a page of my thesis looks like. So blank on one side, double slide, double spaced on the other. And so when I had images like that, they generally took up one whole page and one side. And so I would put a page break into my thesis where the image would sit. And then I'd put the image title and description into that, what essentially would be a blank page. And then I can cross-reference to everything and then went and printed out my um, images and tables separately and then you know, collated everything sort of by hand, if that makes sense. Um, is it possible to share the recording to our email? Yeah, you'll get an email with the link. Can you share, oh, without the references? Yeah, I haven't seen anything like that in terms of doing a word count without references. Um, I, my recollection from, um, <clears throat> here we go, exclude text boxes, footnotes, and endnotes, so that I'm guessing it's still going to include cross-references as well, though, tables, etc. My recollection from using a, the, um, EndNote was that you could tell it to not include EndNote references in your word count. Um, yeah, so PDFs. Oh, there you go, how to do an EndNote. Cool. Are there any other questions? No. Can you please give us a quick demonstration for image ordering? 
Tara, can you give me a bit more info? What are you after there? Sorry, hi. Um, so I always have problem, like when I put different images, like let's say like I put four different images on my Word document, mm -hmm. um, then like all the ordering uh, will change if I add notes and edit. I mean, the position of the images in the page will change uh, when I do like, even if I insert caption or I change um, uh, the position of the uh, images anyway like the ordering and uh, position uh, in my um, of my images in the page will, will change mm -hmm. i don't know how to fix it so um if i insert a picture actually insert an icon that's the easiest thing to do Okay, so you've inserted that, you've got a caption, and then you have, do you have text wrapping your image? Yeah, I, yeah, I usually do, yeah. Right. So what happens is, so there's, when you do text wrapping, you've got a choice of all these different options. So let's, let's choose <clears throat> uh, this one. So then it comes around, you can see this little anchor, then that anchors where it all is. And that's just, Word just really struggles with that in general. I mean, if you want, so what I used to do to get around this was to insert a table. And then put my image in the table and then have no text wrapping. And then you can do text wrapping around the table and then your caption will stay inside the table because you'll make it, you'll put it in there and then it will all move together appropriately. And you can still cross-reference and everything and the table just has no border. Oh, I see. Yeah. Just a wireframe. And yeah. it works for multiple images. If you have it will be harder for, for multiple images when we want to put multiple images together. In this box like this, like three or four images in a row. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so then you just in, it, it create columns. So, uh, what do I want to do? Create insert. So then you can put your second image there. And then if you wanted to put more, is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you can keep doing that. Um, okay, thank you so much. That's all right. I'm just on that then. Will yep. the numbers be sub sequential? Because I find if I've got three images on a row, it's mm -hmm. really hard to make sure the numbers go 8, 9, 10 rather than 8, 7, 8 10, 9. Yep. But I'm assuming if I put them in a table in cells in columns going along, they should then sequentially number yes. when I yep. do the insert. That's, that's been my action. experience to Great. do it like, and that works. Yeah. Excellent. Obviously, Thank you. top to bottom, left to right, no problem. <clears throat> Cool. Well, we're coming close to the end. There's a few other things that I'm doing that you might be interested in. Um, so I run a few different programs around thesis writing, social media management, etc. cetera. Uh, and they're going on at the moment, um, as well as doing some audits for people. So if you're interested in any of those things, I'm just going to put a poll up and you can respond to the poll. Um, about what you're interested in. And I'll get in touch with you later about what it is that you might want to do. So there's, um, like I said, some entry-level programs for thesis writing, journal writing, et cetera. 
um, that are running at the moment. Um, and um, coaching as well. There's no obligation. Checking that you want to do it is not an indication of purchasing. It just means I'll send you some more information. Yeah, so yes, this is being recorded. Yes, there will be an internet version. Some of this is already up online, not obviously what I just presented today, but there is stuff up online. So if you head to my YouTube webpage, my YouTube channel, you'll get to see there's a whole section on using Microsoft Word. And that was recorded actually using my Mac on a slightly older version of Microsoft Word than current. It was done a few years ago, but most of the things in there are still relevant to now. It covers a lot of the cross-referencing and things. If you're interested in, you know, writing, etc., like I said, I've got a um, a group focused on writing and PhD thesis writing, etc., and I'll be running one at a, again next year. Um, uh, in terms of what else is going on, I'm doing a conference for the Australian Association of Gerontology. The conference presentation is on resilience. So if you're part of the AAG and you're not registered for that you know, to come along. I think it will be quite useful for PhD students. And then I'm looking at um, Facebook and Instagram as well over the next couple of weeks, if you're interested in social media. Um, thanks everyone for your time. Like I said, if, you're what, if you haven't already connected with me on social media, please do. Um, I love to see your faces, not just here, but in, in, um, in the non-real world. Um, and if you're watching this on YouTube and you liked it, please like, please share. Thanks everyone. Bye.